My name is uh, Emeron Meyer. I'm a professor at um, UCLA, Department of Medicine, and I've had a long-standing interest in the connections and interactions between the mind, the brain, the gut, and its microbes. And I have the pleasure of sitting here with uh, Dr. Daniel Siegel, um, um, best-selling author, and has recently published a book, um, The Mind, um, which is an amazing um, view of, 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 of the mind and its uh, implications. Uh, yeah, so one of the things that we, we, we ran into is, is this realization that in during our training, late 70s and, and 80s, um, neither nutrition, uh, food, um, or the mind were really any significant topic or any, any topic at all in, in, in medical education. It was amazing to realize that and you know uh, when we were talking about this it was kind of fascinating because now we know that the gut and what you eat and the microbes that are there actually affect literally the way your mind has feelings and thoughts and even how it enacts behaviors mediated through the intestines and up through all sorts of ways to the brain that you've beautifully written about in the mind-gut connection. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, because of this lack, I, I'm not sure why this came up early in my career, that I was convinced that the brain does play a big role in, in, in medical illness. Um, I almost went into psychiatry because of that, but um, I have pursued this uh, with the motto, bringing the brain um, back into medicine. Um, mm. You just I, had a gut feeling about I, it. I had a gut feeling about it. God knows where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> from the bacteria. <laughs> they said, study us, study us, we're being ignored. <laughs> well, I had the same thing about the mind. You know, I was in medical school and my professors were never asking patients about how they felt or what they thought or they told them they had a disease that might end their life, what it meant to them. And so all those things of the mind were being ignored. So I ultimately dropped out. And when I decided to come back, I realized the mind, though you couldn't see it in a microscope or study it in a, an x-ray, it was equally real as something like an organ like the heart or the intestines. And so it was, it's been fascinating to actually work with the mind, and I did go into psychiatry ultimately after pediatrics, but it's been fascinating now to see the revolution that's come up, not just with issues about the mind, like with mindfulness, but issues about our biome and how we share our bodies with other organisms that form a part of the substrate of what creates our mental life. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of interesting, I mean, obviously totally speculative. Um, you, could, you could say that with the you know, enormous numbers of components of microorganisms the microbiome is made up of, you know, 100 trillion, um, that Potentially, and, and all these entities communicate with each other, so you have some kind of a, a brain, or you know, could, could the microbiome as part of the worldwide you know, population of, of microbial organism have a mind on its own? Mm. You know, that's kind of a, an, an interesting question. Well, absolutely. Well, then you would say, well, what is the mind? You know? And so part of my obsession, like you've been obsessed about you know, how the gut is influencing our well-being, I've been obsessed with the mind, looking at it both from the inner experience, how it's shaped by our brain and our whole body, but also the relational experience with other people and even the whole planet. And so you could say that if the mind is a self-organizing process that is regulating energy and information flow, that the bacteria that inhabit our intestines 
absolutely influence, well, this is a question for you, but my reading your beautiful work would say that they influence energy and information flow that happens in our lives. So would you also say that, for example, there's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence these days and that at some point these machines will develop their own minds? I mean, do you think that's... Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. I've been on panels with people in AI and one of the issues is that so far most machines don't have a body and so there's not an embodied part of that energy and information flow. And also the intentionality that comes with living organisms that is part of our evolution, but just in terms of mm. humanity, you know, we have an intentionality that's are motivated by evolutionarily things that we've inherited, right? Mm -hmm. So the AI machines so far we have are not imbued with a body or an evolutionary history. And so we wouldn't say they have the same quality of a mind that other organisms might have. However, if they're in what's called a parallel distributed processing system, then they can learn. That's mm -hmm. what's been shown by a number of different studies. So then we have to be more open to the idea of what the word mind really means. For me, mental health is kind of what I'm interested in for humanity mm -hmm. and seeing how recognizing that we're both differentiated, like you from me, but then also linked, that's called integration. And you could see that integration helps a mind create optimal self-organization. And so whether you're looking at your relationship with food and the biome, or looking at relationships we have with each other, or even relationships with the planet, honoring differences, promoting linkages is a way of imagining how you create harmony. And if you block that integration, you create either chaos or rigidity. And so that's, I think, where there's an overlap between seeing your relationship with your intestines and mm. the biome mm. and our relationships with each other. So normally we think we live in harmony with our microbiome. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the ultimate example for symbiosis and uh, in, in, in a healthy state. And so these guys need us to have a safe home and you know, be able to move around in the world. And, and we need them to do a lot of things for us. But then what happens, for example, in a condition like uh, obesity, and, and, and particularly food addiction, where it's conceivable that by throwing the system off balance, by feeding, you know, eating unhealthy food, high fat content, and all this, um, that we shifted into a population that no longer is symbiotic, mm -hmm. but actually becomes like parasitic. And mm -hmm. people have speculated, you know, that's where sort of the mental health comes in, that they have abilities to tap into our motivational system I believe um, that. and actually make us do things that is better for them as, a, as, as the, from, from the parasitic mind. And that parasitic mind is no longer integrated. Exactly. Right? So exactly. it leads to chaos or rigidity. And this is where I think our work really comes to a beautiful overlap. Yeah. No, so I look forward to future conversations we can have together. Same here. Really good talking to you. Great to talk to you. <laughs> Eat well.